Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. today but before we get to that Corey, how's it been buddy uh pretty good pretty good um weird week so far it's tuesday but uh cold sunday cold monday uh hot as fuck today by cold how what, what are uh, not 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 like you're cold i mean just like you know like it's not even really that it's cold just the wind it, we've been having high wind down here a lot so it's just, I guess, a a cold wind, and it's been uh, like misting. So it's been real foggy and a lot of mist. So it's like you you're just getting pelted with little sprinklets of water all fucking day. Fair enough. I'm not gonna say it's it's nowhere near you guys as cold. Um, oh no, I just I'm jealous of you. It's supposed to be minus twenty six this weekend today it was let's see uh a cool 69 degrees what's that like uh 10, 12 i really need to just learn this uh f to c <laughs> it's telling me it was tw- you called that a cool 21 degrees yeah, it's, it feels great. I didn't say cold. I said a cool 20 degrees. God, that oh, is man. not cool. What's not cool about it? I didn't say cold, cool, brisk. That is summer. Yeah. That is definitely not summer for us, but. It was minus 12 today. Okay. I see. hate you. Let's see what that um, is. Minus 12, 10 degrees. Okay, not bad. Yeah, so um, speaking of cold, the Montreal Canadiens continue <laughs> to uh, lose Jesus. hockey. 
which is which is which is good you know which is good for like you know the tank team tank and shit but yeah it's been been exhausting (laughs) yeah three game losing streak for the Habs. uh got blown out five to nothing against the sens that was Owen Beck got his debut game though so we'll get to talk about that but Habs are using the reverse retro jerseys tonight so uh you can pretty much shock that up for to uh, a four game losing streak uh, by the time that's done um Excuse me, Jonah. yeah the game done. is currently on right now while we're recording but continue yeah before we even get to that um do you want to talk about Owen Beck's NHL debut yeah absolutely um how did you feel let's let's just take it from a, a hometown fan that was a pretty bad game from the Habs overall. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it was it was no no no. Fun. You you you're right. I'm I'm just. I thought Beck uh, looked like he belonged. Uh, he great, like great skating. Uh, definitely like skated with the best of them that night. He didn't like, look like an OHL player. He had some high no. scoring, yeah. high high percent scoring chances. Uh, had you know cut in, had a shot from the slot, uh, two on one opportunities. Like, I thought he played pretty well, I that, he played pretty solidly. I thought it was pretty stupid of um, St. Louis to have Dvorak taking some of the face offs, just let that, him be immersed into it. But well, no, given the fact that he always like he's the best face off man in the OHL, <laughs> like, let him take well, I guess. I guess maybe we were just getting pumped so bad they were just, you know. No. <laughs> well, look, all, all I, I know is any defending that. one of our best chances that night was off of an Owen Beck shot. And um, I guess I guess that's that's one of the best things we can say about it is that uh, he looked really good for the situation. I think if we had a positive um, – you know, momentum team around him right now. It could have showed off a little bit more. But at the same time, I did like that we were very easily, you know, like we didn't have to search for positives in his game amongst a game where we looked terrible. He just, like, just his skating alone looked great, phenomenal. Um, I think he's really good uh, defensively. I feel like... uh, his his offense is going to come in time, and it, especially with a, you know with getting himself in openings like that, and I think his skating is really really big on on, on that. But um, I think there's a, a lot to a lot to come for this kid. No, absolutely. I think he uh, I think he fit in. Like I said, like I don't think he looked bad. I think it's tough when the team got completely blown out. Um, it's a difficult situation to be dropped into, especially just kind of showing up the day of playing. And I think he handled it mm-hmm. well. And I think uh, the team did a good job of uh, uh, kind of, you know, it seems like it was a friendly atmosphere to enter to. So it was nice to see. And I went back to the OHL and I think he had like a two assist game with the Peets the next day. So Great. just I, a good opportunity for Owen Beck. I, uh, they kept paying into his parents in the stands. It was just like, dude, you just wanted him to, like, have a successful night. Yeah, I actually uh, – I totally forgot about this. His brother uh, 
Brandon. I actually uh, I played soccer with him. <laughs> so that was kind of weird to uh, nice. to see him on TV. But yeah, no, good for him. Good to see another uh, local kid uh, make his NHL debut. Um, since Justin Williams retired, Coburg hasn't had anyone in the NHL. So uh, kind of cool to see. Absolutely. Now, Port Hope, uh, I wouldn't say is on the map, but Port Hope has, uh, has got someone to look forward to. And for young kids to strive to be like, you know. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, dude, that was really a, a shit game. It's, there's not much. There's not much else that was good in it. Um, I felt a lot of the guys looked uh, just bad. But uh, one thing, Matthew Joseph's uh, bank shot was pretty. Um, I guess cool. I didn't. I didn't think someone. I. I don't think that. Obviously, I don't think it's planned, but. Um, to be able to put it off the bank and make it have a beeline straight for the net was was pretty sick. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I think that might have been the coolest moment of this game. Uh, no, fair enough. I, I don't know. Honestly, like I stopped watching. I was starting to um, fall asleep. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was it was a tough one to watch. It was a tough was one to watch, a, but I was really watch. trying to watch it, you know, just because like I wanted to see if uh, Owen Beck was gonna pop off or um, like Belzio would get his first goal. Um, couple of I don't know, just just a tough night for them, and it's starting to look that way uh, into tonight's game as well. I believe it's the end of the period right now. Uh, it's two one. I mean, Doc, Doc's having a night, I guess, so far. Doc's having a, a streak here. Playing well as, since so he's So glad moved. that that's back, dude. Um, but moving moving past uh, the Owen Beck game, uh, Habs announced, and we forgot to talk about it last episode, Cole Caulfield done for the season. Yeah. Uh, getting surgery on his shoulder and was, I guess – uh, we learned it was like dislocated twice, popped it back in himself oh the first God. time. Um, yes, it was a Nashville game was the last time they kind of decided to shut him down after that. And, you know, kind of gearing up so that he's able to, you know, get the surgery and then come back for the start of the season. Not going to miss any games next season, hopefully. So that's good to see that the teams, you know, on smart that, about his injury, at least the Habs. The Habs have, I think, a lot of people need to question uh, the Habs medical staff because this team, year after year after year, this is almost three years. I think last year we led the league in games lost. The, the year prior, I think we were. What do you want to say? Like we were close. We were very close. Um, mm-hmm. We've you know seen players like Gallagher get injured. All the time, Marco. This has been going back years, and for the Habs to be playing their young players while they're injured in a year that means absolutely nothing makes absolutely zero sense to me. And I think someone needs to be held accountable. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I think you're right. It's um, like you said. I know that the guys want to battle it out regardless, but this is not a season where it's shaping out for us. So why 
why do this to our guys and why do we continue um to let it happen you know to to our youth for Brendan Gallagher um is is a clear example of you know someone that plays very hard and it is because of that has never had a full season i think fuck how many how many he's had like two three full seasons if that um I would hate to see that be the culture, like continue to be the culture moving forward is that our young guys are going to play, um, play tough on the body um, for, for, I'm not going to say nothing because they're, you know, this is their career, but like the team's not in a successful chance they're not in a run chance. So why are we forcing them to, you know, put so much wear and tear on their body? Well, and Ken Hughes literally said it himself. You have to protect the players from themselves. Cole Caulfield mm-hmm. clearly said, like, he didn't want to shut it down. Yeah, he wasn't going to come out. <laughs> so why are you, especially these young guys who are able to play through a little more because their bodies are more, it's a benefit when you're young. But, you but I mean, that should be, that right? sh- I'm sorry, but that should be the guys you need to shut down. Like, I'm not going to say that they're a prioritize any of them. What I'm saying is no one should be playing through injuries in this season. Yeah. But I mean, in general, I though, like, they, the young kids care. shouldn't be forced. Well, not, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have the mentality that, yes, obviously they have a say in whether or not they're going to play or not, but, like, they should definitely have a little less control in that considering they're still so fucking young. I don't think it matters, though. I don't think that Cole Caulfield should not be playing through an injury this season, but neither should Alex Belzeal. No one should. Because no, you're right. Like- you're right. Not only that, it's like if you want to even look at it from kind of more of a pragmatic point of view and less of a human perspective, I don't want to fucking win games because while while Cole Caulfield is risking further injuring himself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not beneficial to anybody. If it's from a business sense, you would think you'd want to you know, protect your assets. Like, this is a young guy who clearly is a, is, is going to be a top scorer in the nhl why are you dogging him out like this it makes zero sense i don't get it at all but i'm glad he shut down now uh makes Habs hockey a little more boring but thankfully we do have kirby doc to kind of spice things up a little bit and i think i've seen a lot of this discussed but it does lead the question lead to the question is nick suzuki playing her i think he's got to be and i think he's got to be i think and i was I was, I don't want to say I was going to bring it up today or tomorrow, but he doesn't look like he's having fun. Like there's, he doesn't there's, look like a man that's healthy either. Yeah. He's, where has he been? You know what I'm saying? Um, his just body language is just so, like as if he's just holding it together for the team because he's trying to play to the, to the letter that's on his shirt, you know? And I don't fucking I honestly I I think that's that's an even bigger mistake. You know, I'm not gonna I don't say think that. it's a mistake from the player's perspective because especially as Nick Suzuki, who's a young captain and he wants to lead by example. I don't think Nick Suzuki is a guy that leads with his words per se. No, I think he's like he a Pavelski. Like kind of, 
you know, he's going to just... Pavelski, that's... <laughs> wow. What? I, I don't know if I've ever heard of a Pavelski leadership metaphor. He's just quiet, you know? He's going to lead by example. What do you want me to... I was gonna, he's I not Shea Weber. He's, I would have gone with a, uh, a Patrice Bergeron. Oh, okay. But no, I, I do see what you're saying, and he... You know, he wants to play for the crest. I think Subban's speech definitely lit a fire under some of the asses of some of the players, too. Mm-hmm. And it's important and it should be important. I respect that, but only in the season where it can make an impact. Right. And I think for Suzuki, too, I would be willing to bet that part of it has to come into the fact that he's riding an Iron Man streak, too, <laughs> where not just an NHL one, but he hasn't missed a game since junior. Like he never missed a game in junior hockey. Wow. Nick Suzuki didn't miss. He's just dedicated to his craft at this point. He didn't miss a single game during the pandemic. (laughs) Suzuki never tested positive for COVID or if he did, he hit it. (laughs) Like I'm fine. Just can't breathe. Like what a respirator, you know? uh, Yeah. I he's, yeah, so I'd be willing to bet that has something to do with it as well. But I think uh, Suzuki, if he is hurt, he should absolutely shut down. He's not helping himself and he's not helping the team by remaining out there. I think that's fair. I just want them to get better. You know, I, I feel like uh, like some of the young guys, you could still see the life in them, you know, even, you know, at this point in the season. But, but like Suzuki, you know, has just looked like he's just paying attention. He's just trying to get through, you know, this game. And then Caulfield, he went from, you know, that explosive personality to, you know, his last couple of games, not really animated, just playing to get get it through, you know. And not saying his his game was, was bad. He was fucking doing great uh, despite his shoulder. Um, but you can just see like kind of the hearts out of it. And I don't think it's because they don't want to play. I think it's because they're like, they're hiding, you know, an injury an illness, you know, uh, fatigue. And I think you're right though. Um, there's no, there's no need to force anything with young or old players, but you would think as, as a, as a fucking management group, you would, you got to you got to shut these young guys down. They're the fucking future. They got no, they got I'm... young guys coming up. Just so what? Laval is like slim pickings. Pull them the fuck up. Who cares? Who cares? Or, or make a trade. Start trading, guys. Yeah, we did see a big trade. I will uh, say yesterday. We did, but before we get into that, I just want to highlight how much of a disaster. Uh, the injuries too, allowing these old guys to play through injuries as well. This is why I don't yeah. think it's not just young guys. It's everybody because now I don't think we are going to get anything for Sean Monahan at the deadline. We're not going to get anything for Drew in mm-hmm. uh, who else has been injured. Matheson, uh, even Ed, though we're not Edmondson, looking to move him, but is Edmondson out right now? Uh, let me check the, I know he's been, he's been hurt multiple up. times. He was hurt recently. Edmondson is not in the lineup tonight. So yes. yeah, Edmondson's hurt. Like, these are guys that we should be looking to deal mm-hmm. and get picks for. But now, like, it's worst-case scenario if we don't trade anyone at the trade deadline. And I understand 
the way things are going this year, it's kind of, you know, tough with the salary cap. But we just saw, like you said, we saw a deal with Bo Horvat. It's possible to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Now, un- unfortunately for both teams involved, I don't think there was a, I think there was two losers in that deal. But yeah, like one team took on like so much, which I mean, you know, uh, it is what it is. But I think at the end of the day, it'll be a wash. Yeah, I I think the Islanders uh pretty much known for making very good trades. Uh I think they gave way too much for Bo Horvat. Um you I'm not the Islanders are known for making good trades. I mean, they make decent trades. I'm not like look, let me let me just say like like I don't mean like fantastic trades. I mean like they're going to they're not going to give away too much which is the exact opposite of what we just saw with this one. Like normally, I, normally it's pretty even. I would honestly, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Maybe I'm just um, not thinking. Well, I, just, I think I feel like in the Pirello has the last few years been, has made some of the worst trades of any GM in the national hockey league. Um, you start with this. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Bo Horvat for Anthony Bavolier, Aitu Raddy, and a first round conditional first round pick, top 12 protected, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would, I would argue the Islanders are one of the weakest depth pool uh, prospect pools in the league. You're trading Raddy, who is a very solid prospect. Um, people forget he was the consensus number one pick in 2021 until he kind of fell off and there were concerns with skating. He had a bad draft plus one year. Regardless, mm-hmm. he should not have fallen where to where he did. Um, and Bavolier, 25 years old, solid first-round player, and then that pick. Look, I don't the Islanders aren't even in the fucking playoffs. So I don't know why they're they're grabbing Bo Horvat. This is not a team that can compete. They are 19th in the National Hockey League. So it's perplexing to me that they would try to add at the deadline here. What's most likely to happen is they're going to lose their pick next year and they're going to end up even worse because Bo Horvat didn't even sign an extension. <laughs> I th- And you look at it from Vancouver's side, you've got, you've kept JT Miller over Bo Horvat and you've now traded what your most valuable trade asset for a young forward who I like Bavolier, but I don't think he, moves he's 25 years old sure if you want him to be part of the future he may be but i don't think he's he's not young enough to be a prospect he's a middle the middle of his prime nhl player and you have granted ratsy's probably their best prospect right now but he's a forward and now you have a you know a decent the first round pick i guess is it's nice but we'll see where it ends up being if you know, if the Islanders finish in the playoffs, you get a 20th overall pick, something like that. Like it's not great. Mm-hmm. And you haven't addressed your issues at defense. 
and you haven't really added many futures. I don't know. I think that's true. I think it's, I honestly think it's, it's a loss for both teams, but in regards to what I'm defending, what I'm saying about Lamorello being terrible at trades. Um, I, I wish I had a list because I don't want to, uh, I guess what miss like spout some nonsense here, but he traded Devon Taves for a second round pick. Um, he made this deal. Um, what was his? He made the uh, Romanov deal where he traded um, the. I think what did Frank they Mazer. get? They got Alexander Romanov for their first round pick, which we slipped for Kirby Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a, honestly a terrible deal for them. He. What was the other? He traded. They got the. Uh, they gave us our fourth, uh, first round number thirteen, which you said we we traded, right? I think that's how yeah, it worked. yeah. He traded a. He traded. Uh, fourth. Um, round? no. He traded. That's what we traded. A first round pick, a fourth round pick, AJ Greer, for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak, which I, I don't, don't think, think that. I don't think that was a bad one. Okay. He traded for uh, John Gabriel Pajo and gave up a first-round pick, which has turned into Ridley Grigg, who's playing against the Habs right now. A second-round pick, a third-round pick, who are both young players. We'll see what they develop into. He traded <laughs> He traded Sean Behrens and David, who is a very solid NHL prospect, 2021, for Andy Green. He truly, I don't know, man. I just don't think, I'll be honest with you. I think Lou Lamorello's time in the island has been filled with terrible deals. And I just don't know what that team's doing. Maybe they're just setting their old ways, dude. I think Lou Lamorello's a dinosaur. He's too fucking old. He's 80 (laughs) fucking years old. And if you look at the his results as he's aged, I guarantee you there's a decline. He's a fucking dinosaur. They were talking today. Bo Horvat changed his number to 14 because Lou Lamorello doesn't believe you should have a number over 40. Like, this guy's still in the NHL. You're not allowed to have facial hair on his teams. I think he's a fucking dinosaur, and I, I think if you make a deal with Lou Lamorello to not win that deal... I think you're doing, you, you've got to fuck up pretty bad. So I think Patrick Alvine and the Vancouver Canucks really messed up here. Well, I mean, good on the Canucks though. Cause they, I mean, they don't really deserve any, any positivity. Yeah. At least, I, at least management, you know, I think, I think this is two losers in this deal. I think it's the rare NHL trade where two people lose, but as always in NHL deals, especially when there are futures and prospects involved, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I was pretty underwhelmed with that, to be honest. I thought it's disappointing to for him to not go to a real contender. And if you're Bo Horvat, you've got to be so upset. You were, you were hoping to play some meaningful hockey and you get shipped to the island. It's just terrible. But like you said, though, he didn't sign it. He didn't sign. Well, would you? I wouldn't. <laughs> But okay, it's just a it's it's a it's a one stop if if he chooses that, because they don't really give away like big tickets. 
So yeah. especially Lou. Do you imagine having like you, you want to negotiate a big deal and you've got to negotiate against fucking Lou Lamorello? <laughs> Nuh-uh. I'm sure he made like Zajac, like uh not Zajac, um Paul Mary. I'm sure he like made him like fucking wax his back and shit. <laughs> you know, like you we're not I remember we're going Paul arbitration Mary, with Paul, that with that fucking back here, bud. You know, like you remember like, Paul Mary in uh New Jersey with that. Yeah, he beard. was a fucking beast, dude. Like you could see his you could like he had neck hair, <laughs> you know, like chest hair that just continued up. It was wild. Yeah, but uh, Lou's gonna Lou. <laughs> Um, I guess before we get into our next topic, we uh, have a message uh, today. We have two. We have two, buddy, because we're back into making money. Uh, first, we'll go to DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all, that means fucking everybody, new and existing customers can bet a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Um, I got to work the fucking Pelicans games this weekend, uh, and... I'd be remiss if I know who they're playing, and I'm sorry about that, but they're shit. They're shit right now. I'd fucking take whoever they're – take whoever's visiting New Orleans. Um, it's a hectic time right now. Everyone's ramping up for Mardi Gras. People's heads aren't in the right fucking places. I'm sure the players are eating king cake. They're fucking slow. They're sluggish. They're hurt. Um, I'd take anyone against the same – I mean, <laughs> anyone against the Pelicans right now. But uh, download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. It's minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Um I guess I got to eat a little crow because last last episode, Mason, uh, I had talked so highly about uh, Cincinnati and uh, <laughs> not going to lie. Probably the most garbage conference championship games I've ever seen in my life. Both games were just fucking terrible. And the only good thing about the second one was more or less Patrick Mahomes in like a Jordan flu game caliber performance, which he still wasn't that great. It, it took like fucking almost two periods, two quarters for a fucking touchdown. But at least I want to know. I want to know what's more dangerous being a young, exciting Habs player this season or being a San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Oh my god, did you see the fucking memes? Have you have you ever seen um well for those that for those that don't know Brock Purdy um started the season as the third string uh Trey Lance uh the starter injured out for the season Jimmy Garoppolo the backup injured out for the season Brock Purdy uh Mr. Irrelevant 
uh, comes in, wins every game, and then tears his UCL. Poor guy. <laughs> which is, uh, if you watch baseball, you'd be familiar. It's Tommy John surgery. So he he could be out for like a year. Oh, Just my tear. God. That's so, unfortunate. Uh, yeah, not good. Not good at all. That game was uh that game was tragic and look at Philly look at Philly um just walking their way throughout this entire season just getting getting the better getting the better draw on everything and uh, and they're the fucking favorites because Patrick Mahomes is gonna have to get shot up so much he's gonna be so fucking high during during the fucking Super Bowl you know they they're saying he's 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 not the better quarterback uh, than Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't fucking know. I think it's going to be a toss-up now. Um, I just couldn't believe Patrick Mahomes was uh, was attempting to even run the fucking ball, um, especially how when he would complete anything, he'd fucking you know limp back to the fucking bench to sit, even if it was just for like a couple of seconds. But yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah, football, dude. That was such a disappointing weekend. Um, if anyone tuned into the THPN, well, not THPN, but uh, our uh, podcast companies, they had their pigskin version of it. They did a live stream of the second game. It was really cool. Had a couple of great guests pop on. One of the coolest was uh, Chris Johnson, which was uh, very interesting. But uh, Mason, let's uh, let's get back to it. You want to? We do another segment, or do you want to go into the next ad read? Uh, up to you. I say we knock it out. Why not? Folks, Raycon is gracing us with another appearance and another chance for us to make some more money. Uh, this time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. Um, look at me. Every year, I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose weight. And um, I, I think this one's a little out of my control this year because of my cars and stuff. But I am eating healthier and stuff like that. But I am have not been able to get back to the gym because we're using one vehicle and the vehicle sucks. And Jack doesn't get off till fucking late. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm constantly fucking up, especially if it's like a sobriety one. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to drink for a month um always fucking that one up um but anyway i've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase even the smallest things can be part of a big change if something you use if it's something you use every day like raycons mid sneeze uh raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. So my other headphones crapped out, so I've really been relying on my Raycons as of late. And um, with my type of job, which is now uh, marketing and special events and hospitality, um, I'm making a lot more phone calls. And, um, you know, especially like back and forth with the guys trying to find out where they are. If I got to go make a pit stop in the city, you know, I gotta I gotta call the 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 client, then I gotta call the office, then I gotta call the guys and try to get back to where we're at. You know, it's a 
uh, an all day type of thing. And it's really awesome to have my Raycons kind of step up for that role. But uh, whether you're looking for a pair of everyday headbuds, earbuds, uh, low latency gaming headphones, a speaker with a battery that will last all night, which I'll get to in a second at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. That's another fantastic reason why these very cheap headphones can really, you know, take the cake. Um, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. That's absolutely true. Um, I only have the one pair right now, but uh, in the, in the past, I have known to have, you know, one that I keep in my work car and then like some I'd keep at home for like gym use, going to cut the grass. Um, it's a time's a little, you know, tight right now. The pocket's a little tight, but uh, I do. I would like to get back into having a second pair type of situation. And I think the Raycons are the best opportunity for that. Maybe I'll just go get another pair. But uh, even if you know you'll love the Raycons as much as I do, Raycons want to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. That's fucking awesome. I don't even know if Mason was around for Walmart's layaway, but that's what it reminds me of. Uh, Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Um, I think my favorite thing about them is one, it's... um, I said I'd I'd pop back on it, but uh, eight hours of play with the everyday earbuds. That's the ones I have. Um, And if you buy their speaker, it looks wild. Kind of looks like a fucking disc meets a Roomba. Uh, 11 hours of play time. So that's like perfect for like the the parties and shit. Um, Crystal clear call quality is, I think, the number one seller for me because I need I need a pair of headphones that can handle not only, you know, going back and forth from music, but to phone calls as well. Um, And I guess for me listening and going to a lot of shows growing up, I don't have the best hearing anymore. Um, And these things make it easier for me. Also, because I wear them all fucking day, I need like a really good gel tip that's soft. That's not going to irritate my ear from long use. And I think that theirs is a really good uh, balance in between what I need. But uh, thank you, thank you to Raycon. But uh, ready to buy something small with a big impact, folks? Go to buyraycon.com/thpn today to get a fifteen percent off on your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com/thpn to score fifteen percent off. Buyraycon.com/thpn. Um, Mason, I'm just gonna do it. I'm going to say my favorite bands I've been listening to, because I think that's the funnest part about even having a headphone ad. But lately for me, so start thinking for yourself lately for me, uh, Ascendancy album by Trivium. Love that band. One of my favorite bands growing up still to this day. They're making fantastic music, but I've been back on Ascendancy uh podcast obviously like you know spitting chicklets i've been getting into the ring shrinks they've been having some fun guests on um gotta remember terry ryan's fucking tales with tr other than ours uh another music got my hawthorne heights ticket so uh rain just follows me album which is their newest one from 2021 and you can't go wrong with their first album not gonna lie so mason if you had some time to think and you have some music you'd like to share with the world, go ahead. 
Jesus Christ. I'm All just right. been listening think about to, it. For, think okay, go ahead. Uh, you know me, I've just been listening <laughs> to Morgan Wallen, Bailey Zimmerman. Morgan Wallen, okay. Same old. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Well, anyway, thank y'all, Raycon, for jumping back on as a sponsor. It means a lot to us and uh hopefully can you know get a little change in our pocket. But uh let's get back to the episode. Mason, where were we? Well, why don't we bring up uh since since we're done with the half stuff, why don't we bring up uh the Ola's head brought in an e-bug um in a in a weird situation at that. Um the other day against the Blackhawks, which I love after the game. They said it was not in any way to embarrass or make slight of the Chicago Blackhawks um, because it was a 7-3 win. So I think they were already in the lead. Uh, I didn't watch the game, but obviously I'm sure like everyone else got the alert that there was an e-bug being activated. Um, But it was Matt Berlin, 25-year-old player for the University of Alberta. Um, He signed, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that day because Stuart Skinner uh, got sick. So at some point during the game, um, Jack Campbell, he had like 20. So it says right here, 25 saves on 28 shots. He was having a pretty good fucking game. It's not the most, you know, but uh, Connor McDavid suggested uh, to Woodcroft to put to put him in. And uh, <laughs> they fucking did. Um and he got the win. They gave him the, uh, you know, I forgot what they call it, but in the locker room, you know, everyone's got like that little token they give to the their player of the game or impact of the game type of guy. And they gave it to him. Uh, seemed pretty speechless. Uh, but I thought it was quite interesting. Um, sick pads, too. He had like a dark green and yellow against the the Oilers. Uh, was that the 07 um, Halo? sword kind of looking design you know what i'm talking about on the jersey i'm sorry which one they're 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 old alternates from like i think it was like maybe it wasn't 07 but it was it was somewhere like around like when i was younger it kind of looks like the halo um plasma uh sword I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so the Oilers have this jersey that they brought in. Um, I know at some point the, in our youth, the black, the black jersey. It doesn't look black. It's like a navy blue, but uh, it's got the uh, it's got like an oil droplet, but it looks like it's going like super saiyan, like it's coming down at an angle. But the yeah, uh, isn't it? Yeah, the black, the black Oilers jersey. The, it's the gear. Yeah, the gear one. Correct. Oh, sorry. You, I, I was. No, like, you're so- you're good. You're good because they're doing the reverse retro. So it's it's a navy blue one right now. I forgot what original looked yeah, like. Yeah, it was like I black that. and I blue or something. I think it looks like the Halo fucking um sword, and I liked it as a kid. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh cool moment for him uh <laughs> I, love, I love that uh they had to put we meant no disrespect to chicago who probably is one of the most deserving teams to get shit on um but hey this kid got to live out his fucking dream you know what i'm saying 
and uh, and an easy win for him as well. So kudos to him. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, like it's cool to see that happen too. And I, I saw his uh his kit, and it looked absolutely sick. The Alberta pads with the uh, that's like that's an all timer right there. I love that that dark like forest green on that yellow. It looks oh looks that terrific. it looks sweet. Looks um, terrific. So yeah, good for Matt Berlin. Yeah, absolutely. And um, fuck, dude, I don't really have anything else other than uh, All Star Game. You know, the All Star Weekend's coming. So, unfortunately, it's I, I hate to bring it to this, but it's not really anything to look forward to. Um, yeah, who cares? <laughs> Nick Suzuki's not feeling well, so I, I doubt he's really gonna have a good weekend. And I'm sure, if anything, that's gonna take from his recovery. It would give him, you know, some time off. Instead, he's not gonna get that. Um, and it's just not fun anymore. And now that like, now would it not be an entertaining you, we, we hockey fans, you got nothing to fucking do unless you got like some local hockey, you know, or like uh, an AHL team or something to watch you. You're kind of fucked. I don't know. I don't no, know. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie and pretend that I, I know we know you don't enjoy it for the all-star break. And I don't think I have, but. I think it, it'll be nice for the players to get a break. Uh, hopefully nurse some injuries because whatever Suzuki's on, hopefully, like, you know, as much as I want the team to finish lower in the standings, I can't, like, when I watch the games, I root for them to win. And I would love for Nick Suzuki to finish the year strong, like play well, mm-hmm. and for this team to continue to lose. That's that's the goal, right? Yeah. Uh, you um, know, rack up some, rack up some points, but but have an admirable loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would like the games to be watchable because lately they have not been. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Um, but look, I do have this to say. Um, the NHL, they have really no competition. They have nothing to like really look at, you know. And some people might think this is stupid. I'm going to stick by with I like. The PHF, the women's league, just had theirs, and uh, I didn't watch it, and that's because I, I my Hulu subscription's over thanks to Disney Plus's bundle. But um, I saw because I came up with them on on Instagram. I saw that they did kind of like a world, uh, like a World Cup, where they took their all stars and they grouped them into three different teams instead of their conferences because it's a smaller league, right? But they did Team USA, Team Canada, and then Team World, and they did a tournament base like that. And I thought that was really fucking cool. It's something different, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot less funded, but probably a lot more exciting than this All-Star weekend for the NHL. It's great for kids, but uh, everyone else who's now got to take a weekend where there's there's no hockey, that some people's weekends are like, live live for that shit you know there's no football which is whatever uh basketball is a trash league and now we have no hockey so maybe they can maybe they can find ways to make it fun again and maybe take a page from uh the phf dude do like a little world cup since we're never going to get one again thanks russia Actually, uh, I think I saw recently Gary Bettman talking about how they need to get uh best on best hockey back so we'll see. I yeah, I would love that. It, but I would love to see best on best. We need to see it. Dude, it was so fun. It was uh 
I always say this, but it, but it, it was, you know, like I, I finally was able to watch hockey again. I was working at the bar and I was fucking at work like 24 seven, like my twenties was just me working and that's pathetic. But you know, in that time, like my love for hockey, like reblossomed, you know, and, um, uh, and one of, one of the main things was just like, you know, finding out that it was coming back and that the season was going to end. There'd be like a month break and then we'd have hockey, like a f- high caliber hockey too. And then it shortened their, you know, the, the time waiting for the game to come back. And it was fucking fantastic. I feel dumb for not getting uh, any type of jersey during that because they, they all look terrific. My cousin Cody actually has a uh, – I think he's got a Canadian Bergeron jersey. Never wears it, though, because it's starting to uh, not tear, but like some of the lettering, it wasn't a stitch. It was kind of, a, I think, heat press, so it's starting to come off, and he's terrified to wear it. But um, can't wait for that to come back around. Um, to have pro players in a world caliber like this, I can't – I just, just can't fucking wait. Yeah, no, Absolutely. All right, Mason. Uh, weird episode, <laughs> mainly because of uh, the length of the the ad reads. But uh, I don't have anything else to say, Bonnie. If you want to close her out right here, I know it's uh, it's the almost the tail end of the second period between the Habs and the Ottawa part two. Still two one. Um, you might want to catch a little bit of this game. I'm not sure. You might want to go home, eat a little something. But um, I'm tapped out. I think I'm ready to to call it until later in the week when our next episode comes out. Yeah. Um, thank you once again for uh, stopping by listening to Habs Nightly. We will be back with our little all-star break uh, episodes. We'll have to get some different topics to uh, discuss, but um, NHL play resumes February 11th for the Montreal Canadiens. So that is disgusting. If- you skip those episodes. We'll uh, we'll see you guys. We'll try to land some help. guests, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll try to get something done. So uh, thank you once again, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Talk to y'all later. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from.